BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello. ¿Qué hubo, mami? ¿Qué hubo, papi? ¿Cómo okay. está? Te estoy grabando para un podcast y te voy a hacer algunas cuantas preguntas. Si me las respondes, como, como tú sientas, ¿ok? Ok. Ok. Número uno, ¿cuál es la persona más chistosa que tú has conocido? Tu papá. ¿Una película que cambió tu vida? Beautiful Woman. ¿Un álbum que tú le recomendarías a cualquier persona? Eh, tener la autoestima muy alta. No, un álbum. ¿Un una, álbum? Álbum musical que tú le... Ah, un álbum musical. Una ópera de... de el español... ¿Cómo se llama él? Um, pero me está grabando ya, ya, ya. Sí, tranquila, do, tranquila, que esto tampoco es para... <risa> no, pero me tenía que... primero que preguntar. No, mami, así yo? no funciona la cosa porque se le quita la... Ay, si ahora mismo no me acuerdo. No, pero del que, español, Plácido Domingo, es el Plácido que... Domingo. Plácido Domingo, vuelve a preguntarme. <risa> ok, ¿y tu serie de televisión favorita? Mi serie de televisión favorita. Ah, pues que tengo que pensar ya. Pero piensa, mami. Esa es la idea. Ah, ok. Mi serie de televisión favorita. Eh, no se me viene a la cabeza. Una novela, un show de Netflix. Algo que tú estés viendo a semanal, a diario. Espérate. Yo casi nunca veo series. Así de... O sea, que no tienes una serie de televisión favorita porque como que no ves televisión a cada rato, ¿no? Exacto. Ok, y última pregunta. ¿Cuál es tu aplicación favorita en tu teléfono? Eh, YouTube. <risa> <risa> ok, gracias, mami. Pero, este, ven acá. Pero eso tú lo pones después o... No, eso lo voy a editar y lo voy a arreglar, pero lo voy a colocar en el podcast. Ah, ok. Estoy de cumpleaños hoy. Ah, ah, es verdad. <risa> oh my God, I'm such a bad son. Qué jodienda. Bueno, 69. Ah, tiene 69 años. Mami, feliz cumpleaños. Ok, papi. <risa> <risa> My mom is getting a garden of flowers this week. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of the Highly Relevant Podcast with yours truly, Jack Rico. On this week's episode, I talk about Tom Cruise's new movie, Jack Reacher Never Go Back. It's the sequel. 
with my good friend Mike Sargent as we tackle Tom's career, his longevity, and our opinions on why this man doesn't seem to want to collaborate with any other A-list actor. We also ask New Yorkers what they're seeing, listening, downloading, as well as recap of all the most important pop culture news you might have missed this week. We begin the show by talking some Tom Cruise. I love Tom Cruise. Always love the guy. I think he's probably the last remaining movie star that we kind of truly have. And his new movie, Jack Reacher Never Go Back, is is a film that, I, you know, I, I liked it. I was kind of looking for something like this. And I talked to Mike Sargent, who's a filmmaker and film critic for WBAI Radio. He's also a really good friend of mine. We've known each other for years. We saw this movie together and, you know... We had some mixed reactions to it, but my mixed reactions don't really come from the movie because I knew what I was getting from the movie. My mixed reactions come from this guy still making action movies at the age of 54. So I talked to Mike about it, and Mike joins me right now on the podcast. Jack Rico, thank you for having me. You and I got a ch- had a chance to see Jack Reacher Never Go Back yes. uh, in the theaters this week. And I was really looking forward to this film, man. Because I, I I wanted to be in the mood to watch something that was like the equivalent of cinematic comfort food. Two things are going to happen in the next 90 seconds. Excuse me? First, that phone over there is going to ring. Second, you're going to be wearing these cuffs. We we had a chance to see it, and I remember looking at Tom Cruise, and, and there was a lot of things that I started thinking. How much more time do you think Tom Cruise has left in the tank? to be able to churn out these action movies that require so much of him physically? Well, you know, that's an interesting question, the the aging action star. I mean, uh, if if you really want to look at examples, the most of the action stars from Charles Bronson to James Coburn to, to Lee Van Cleef, even Clint Eastwood, they didn't hit their stride till they were into their 40s and 50s. Right. They didn't really become big until then. So, you know, in a way, the the older, slightly grizzled, you know, action star is pretty much the norm. Uh, and it's only really more recently, I think, that we had some younger action stars start to come up. But even by the time they really hit their, you know, who's a young action star right now? Oh, they've been trying to make, well, That's remember what Taylor saying. Lautner was trying exactly. to be the new they've action been trying, star? They've been trying, but who the established action action stars are all... It's The Rock right now. It's the exactly. rock. Exactly. They're trying They're to make Jason Momoa. They, they've been trying to make Jason Momoa. I, they I, just I, don't make Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Tom Cruise's like that anymore. They just don't. Well, you know, you're throwing Tom Cruise in there. So, in answer to your question, I think he's got plenty left in the tank. I mean, look at Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson didn't become you know an action true. star, okay? And when he became an action star, he really sort of picked up where Harrison Ford had left off with that I'm better than the material. I'm older, and you believe I could kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> hey, can I tell you he was the best part of Star Wars The Force Awakens? Yeah, of course. Of course he was. Kicking butt, of man. Of course he was. Please. So, yeah, and, and that's probably his first action role, right. really. So, so for, for those of you that are going to go watch Jack Reacher Never Go Back, this is the sequel. It's not as good as the original one in my in my case. I, I felt it was 
very cliche-ish, man. I mean, they did not want to innovate at all. The cinematography, the set scenes, the everything about it was so low-key. It was very familiar. It was a throwback to an 80s movies, and I think that that was ultimately the... The goal here. Jack Creature for Major Turner. Major Turner's been arrested. On what charge? Espionage. He's been set up. It felt of the 80s. It felt of that style of directing action movies back then. Well, uh, very Robocop-ish, you know, Paul Verhaven. Um, and it was really what I needed. It was comfort food. But if anyone is out there expecting the type of action movies that are forward thinking that are progressive that are innovative like these stylistic directors you're not going to get this this is straight up 80s throwback action film where nothing is it's a predictable movie uh you know that the corny lines are coming at some point but you laugh at them and i think that's the humor that's the charm of this movie it's the familiarity no well, you know, yes, I think it's it's a get what you paid for or get what you what's been advertised. I haven't seen the trailers for this, but I'm pretty sure it's advertised as exactly what it is. And no, it does not innovate uh, the genre. There were there were there were absolutely no surprises in the film, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because I enjoyed it too. I because it's it what because I wanted. Of, okay, and 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 you're right in saying <laughs> that because if your expectation should be a popcorn this could easily have been a summer film you know one of the things that i also wanted to ask and talk about was about why does tom cruise keep on doing these action movies i mean i know the guy has more depth than that of a one-dimensional cookie cutter character that he basically pulls off in most of these movies but he's done magnolia from paul thomas anderson and that's where I felt like, wow, man, this guy can actually do drama. I will not apologize for who I am. I will not apologize for what I need. I will not apologize for what I want. And we don't see him doing too much drama. I mean, it's either a comedy or action. And he's left a lot of the comedy alone uh, for the last five or six movies. And I want him, the last one I think he did was Rock of Ages, and I want to see him do more comedy, but I also want to see him do drama. I don't want to see Tom Cruise in another action movie. I know what I'm going to get. That's great. Leave that alone. Give me one or two movies where you're daring yourself to be different, where you're getting into some sort of depth, but I just feel like he doesn't want to let this go. Do you think it's just for the money, for the blockbuster success of it all? Well, I, I have a few thoughts on that. I think, one, you have to protect your brand, okay? Two, you know, when you're an A-list actor, what are your choices? Okay, you can do an action. If you're male and you're, you know, young enough, you can do an action piece, you know, that hopefully will be a tent pole, okay? Like a Mission Impossible or... or Which is his tent pole, yeah. Right, right, just his tent pole. So that's one choice. And you, you, if you're Matt Damon, it's this, it's, you know, whatever. Your second choice is you can do a comedy, you know, if you've got the chops, you, you can be part of a comedy, big budget comedies, you can be part of that. A-list actors do it all the time, especially if they get a great juicy part, they'll do that. And he's done that clearly. With. Yeah. The other choice is, of course, now in this age, is a big budget science fiction. He's done a bunch of those too, Okay. He's done the high concept oblivion, a few of those. Then then your other choice is that you're going to do a period piece. Okay? Right, which he's done. Which he's done well, a few I of those. The last samurai, done, exactly. the one with Nicole Kidman. Exactly. 
So we've just gone through your options as an A-list actor. Okay? But you know what? At some point, man, it gets boring to see him in the same character for so many years. And by the way, the action star like him that's an A-list action star, as soon as they start aging before our eyes, the appeal isn't as strong as it used to be. Look, man, I'm going to tell you something. I, I think he looks amazing for his age, but I still know he's 50. And at that point, the credibility of believing that someone uh, at 50 can still do the things that real people at their 50 can't do, I know that's part of the fiction that you're buying into, but I also want to see a 20-year-old do that. They were trying to do that with Channing Tatum. Remember that? Well, yeah, they tried to do it with Channing Tatum. But he's Tatum. aging, and nevertheless. I, and I, honestly, I, I kind of like Channing Tatum when he did his, his version of the Die Hard thing. You know, I think, you know, mid-30s is obviously the sweet spot for an action star. And I think that people who can get there and audiences will buy it and audiences will care. Harrison Ford was lucky. Because in his he he and again he didn't hit really till his mid thirties right and and he hit his stride in his early forties and 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 you know he's a good example to look at I think where you have to you know it's hard to start as an action star but but the idea is that if you are better than the material you're a box office draw mm -hmm. that's part of your cachet what's he gonna do that he hasn't done well in, look, in the action genre. What's well, he going to do? I, that's the thing. But but you got to innovate at some point. And I'm not, I'm not talking about Jack Reacher never go back. I'm just talking about now Industry. Tom Cruise, the movie star, which mm -hmm. is one of the last the brand. living fossils, basically, of that remnants of the 80s action star hero uh, where, you know, they're, they're basically dying out. Um, but, for example, Schwarzenegger took a break. And then when he came back, he came back in that Stallone... Uh, created the Expendables where right. you were seeing this nostalgic throwback to older generation action stars that we loved so much and that the reason those movies did well was because of our craving and need for our childhood stars to be in front of us today to remind us how good that golden era used to be. Mm. Um, and so Schwarzenegger takes a dive there with Stallone. They ride that wave. That... I don't know if Stallone can do any more action movies at this moment because, dude, he's nearing 70. I think I think he actually turned 70. So at some point, yeah, come on, he, man. He can do the, the new burgeoning drama, genre, is that older aging action star that like, I may be old and I'll make old jokes about myself, but I'll still kick your ass. Okay. <laughs> you know, Liam Neeson f helped reignite that, but Bruce Willis has done a several films where he's that character. Uh, uh, Mel Gibson, I don't know if you know, he has a two yeah. film comeback. He, one he stars in and one he directed, the one that's coming up. Um, Hacksaw. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge is he directed, but there's the other one he did. Did you see the one he was acting in? Yeah. Uh, Let's put it. He's an ex-badass who's trying to not to kick ass anymore. <laughs> but I now they messed with his daughter. And he's going to have to oh, have to kick your ass. You know. And so, yeah. It, it, but it's fun. He's great. He's great. He does it great. He's still Mel Gibson, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think that that the action star, you know, and and it's good that you're you're talking about we're talking about Tom Cruise because he's a good example because you know he was the young action star, Top Gun, and and those movies, and and even then he had to do things like Cocktail to try and, you know. <laughs> You know, in legend, Aruba, you know, it's Jamaica, like he's, he's ooh, tried. I, I, I think Tom Cruise, you, you know, has 
done run the gamut. Yes, as he gets older, he's going to be ch- focused. He's going to have to, just like Harrison Ford in 42, you know? Yeah. He's finally kind of growing into doing character parts. But, but you know, that has to be either that or, or, or um, put yourself next to other A-list stars to create something new that we haven't seen before. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, you know, here's he what I, here's what I think go. you're really talking about. What I think you're really talking about, and which is what I think that Clint Eastwood did in a lot of his work, and still does, but definitely did in his acting career, is redefining masculinity. It's like, okay, can you only be A-list if you keep th- throwing out a one or two action films every year? Like, do you ha- is that how you keep A-list? I mean, let's face it. Will Smith, you know... Well, his a, career, for the most part, is destroyed. Well, but you see, it's be, done. Only, but only because he made some bad choices. Now he's not done. Believe me, he's not done. You think but, he's going to be back to a list? Uh, I think he's he he. Suicide he, Squad was the first evidence that mm-hmm. he was no longer taken seriously and as an A list. That was star. not the first evidence. Let me just say, after Earth, what do you call that? Well, you know, that was really meant. That was a family project, man. That was meant to make Jaden Smith into the next Smith star yeah. the guy was going to carry the baton for the smith family Listen, moving forwards into the yes, future that made, was a project that was never really meant for will smith himself because we were all fooled the fact that he came out of that movie like for like 15 minutes i think was the ultimate demise of that film yes he did make a sci-fi a, a family sci-fi science fiction film for his family yes he did but uh you know he'd already been making films that really weren't performing the way they they thought they would but he was still the star of those films again though. he again he, okay two things i think or three things you're talking about now because um suicide squad was not going to be so will smith or or deadshot heavy until will smith signed on and they had to rewrite it other characters were going to be more featured okay that's one two i think it's smart for him to take a back seat focus focus did not exactly focus did not light the world on fire okay and it was a solid film but that is a sign to me that he's not the A-list star he once was. Right. You know, a film like that, that should have been like... It was a, a con film, for those of you you know, with Margot Robbie. Margot that, Robbie. Yeah, both yes. of them actually were in Suicide Squad, and the one that ended up becoming like the standout star there was Margot Robbie. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So I, I do think Will Smith's career is, he's got to make some good choices now. Dude, get together with Will Smith, Tom Cruise. About time that they and do. And do something together. together. I think they want to work together, but they haven't found the right project. But, you know, is it the agents that are telling them, don't get together with another A-list star because it's a sign of weakness that you yourself can't carry a movie? I don't know. I think they should have been the ones to do I Spy when they did I Spy with a good script. I think there's a lot of duo projects. That like they could have done. Uh, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker, you know, movies that demand not a star, but two stars. Right. And I think they can find a project like that where they bounce off of each other because come on, how awesome would it be Tom Cruise and Will Smith in the same movie together? If it's a good movie. Well, make it happen with all that money, with all that creativity, with all those incredible resources at your hands. You can pull this off, but he's not even being daring anymore. And that's, I guess, my mm. big qualm that I have, now, you know, that, for today's can I, podcast episode. Can I put that on that sure. with you? You don't think doing Rock of Ages was a little daring for you? Oh, it, yes. I totally agree with you. But he needs to do that every 
after two action movies, a daring. He can't give me five action movies in a row. He can't. And that's what uh, he's uh, recently done. Uh, okay. And most of them have been duds, except for Edge of Tomorrow, the original Jack Reacher, but the rest have been very mediocre, very lukewarm. Nothing has been something that you can say, okay, this is one of his top five in his whole catalog of films, what he just did. He's not evolving as a as a star. He's not evolving as an actor. He's it seems like he, this is what people want. They want popcorn films, and I'm not willing to share the screen with like anybody. Seems like he's on automatic. He's saying. on autopilot, he's man, on autopilot. and it's and it's starting to kind of get on my nerves. That's just me. You're just talking off the cuff, but you know, after I saw that, I enjoyed the movie. It wasn't a great movie, but it was a solid movie. I I, I recommend people going to see it because you know you're what you're gonna get. But don't think that this is gonna be memorable. Don't think that this is gonna be one of his best action movies. And I think because that's starting to become evident, we need him to start doing something else where we're stimulated by uh, the audacity of the character or something along Les Grossman where he had he was the talk of the town, remember around that time? Tropic Thunder? So, I agree. I but agree. I'm not seeing that, and I don't think he wants to sway from where he's at right now. I think, while I think Tom Cruise is good, I think he's a little limited, and I think that. Is why and 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 I don't say he doesn't stretch himself. I you know what I think if I, he had roles where he could stretch well, his potential, see, I think then you wouldn't say that. All right, well, because then, I then, do think he has much okay, more in the okay, tank than what I agree. He's now, showing to people. I mean, to me, born on the fourth of July, brilliant, dude. Come on, he okay. brings it. Magnolia, he, listen, Magnolia, brilliant. Okay, I agree with you. But I mean, okay, so then you think it's just the script? A few good men. Come on, man. Mm, a few good men. Uh, Jack Nicholson just was just he owned that to me. Yeah, well, I mean, he did, he, but he Tom was excellent in that film. Yeah, the Tom firm, was good. Tom was good. Yeah, see, to me, a lot of those, the firm, the time, he's like, you know, cocky, young, you know, fill in the blank. None of that stuff <laughs> impressed me with Tom Cruise. Born on the Fourth of July, Color of Money, uh, Paul um, Newman, you know, Paul Newman, uh, you know, that's the stuff that you know. I loved him in Tropic Thunder, like you said, Magnolia. Loved him in Dragnolia. I, I loved him in in Rock bring... of Ages. I loved him. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, he that. was. Him and so, so I, I, you know, I think part of the, the, the box of the A-list is really finding that good material. Mike Sargent, thank you so much for being on the podcast, my man. Thank you. Where is my wife? Don't tell me she's watching TV again in the den. You know what? I don't know what she's so obsessed with. I'm just going to interrupt her and ask her all right <sighs> what are you watching what what are you so addicted to queen sugar i ernest charles baudelon declare that this is my last will and testament what is that the the oprah show well it's on own but it's um it's a really good series well, it's like a novella, but it's um, in English. <laughs> it has all this intrigue and twists and turns, and you don't know what's going to happen next, and it's got a lot of texture to it. Oh, hold on now. Boy, you point a gun at my family, you best know how to use it. I know how to use this right here. And I'll let it loose on your ass before I let you take a damn thing my daddy worked for. All right, I guess I'll kind of give it a watch. Queen Sugar, check it out.
It's time for Jacked In. Let's begin with the top movie news of the week. The film that made Chris Pratt an A-list star, Guardians of the Galaxy, just posted first footage from the sequel this week. I get it, yes. I'm a dancer, Gamora is not. You just need to find a woman who is pathetic. Like you. Michael Moore unveiled a surprise Trump movie titled Trumpland, which you can now see in theaters. Leonardo DiCaprio plans a Captain Planet movie based on the 1990 TV animated series, a show way ahead of its time. And this news actually upset me. Another Willy Wonka movie is in the works at Warner Brothers. Can't you just leave that movie alone? Changing over to the small screen, Trump TV gets a new life. Scream has been renewed for a third season at MTV. A Roger Ailes miniseries is in the works, and Major League Baseball playoffs are currently being played. But watch out for the Chicago Cubs, who might have a chance to go to the World Series for the first time in 71 years. There's a swing of fly ball to deep right field. It's got a chance! Switching over to music. Did you guys read the brutal review the New York Times gave Lady Gaga's new album, Joanne? Gaga read music critic Jan Karamonica's review and decided to go on Twitter on an assault. You can read all the tweets on our site, showbizcafe.com. Some of the biggest news to come out of the tech and social media industries, Google is planning a streaming TV service and CBS has already signed on. Google has also opened a New York City pop-up shop. The Pandora app is now compatible with iMessenger and Apple iPhones, and rumors are swirling that a new MacBook Pro might be releasing this month. And we'll finish off with Broadway, but instead of theater news, I'm going to do a review of the new Broadway musical Holiday Inn, playing right now at Studio 54. Yes. That same Studio 54. The show's based on this 1942 comedy musical starring Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire, and it's the first time it comes to Broadway. It features more than about 20 Irving Berlin melodies, including White Christmas, and numerous dance numbers that will really escape you out to the 1940s. I wasn't crazy about the cast that includes Corbin Blue. You guys know him from the American Idol fame. Maybe not. But the man can dance his ass off. Overall, I thought the whole production was magnificent. Funny, corny funny, and just an all-around feel-good show, though. You'll know the songs, and you'll leave there wishing it was already Christmas. know Jorge Ramos, right? Uh, He's the Mexican Univision anchor that looks like Anderson Cooper. He has a little bit of salt pepper hair. Uh, Well, I got an email as I was working on this podcast about a new trailer promoting his new documentary called Hate Rising. It's premiering this Sunday, October 23rd at 10 p.m., and it's going to be broadcast simultaneously on Fusion in English and Univision in Spanish. I'm not sure if the Spanish will be dubbed or what, but uh, here, have a listen to the trailer. We have to decide what kind of nation we want to be. In 2044, white non-Hispanics will become a minority. That's fantastic for you. How does it feel for me? Because it is our country. Our country. Do you feel that this is your country? No question about it. If we don't, we might become a different country, a dark country. You don't believe that everyone is equal? No, no. White people so much higher than any other race. Excuse me? In every country, there's hate. But suddenly... (laughs) 
We are allowing hate to be the norm. If Donald Trump is president, I think we should all pack our bags and go. I have the right to ask a question. Yes. Get out of my country. I'm a U.S. citizen. You got the nerve to sit there and tell us that we have to pay for your schools. We are rising here today, and we will continue to rise in the future. In a pantheon of white heroes, Hitler towers above them all. White power! Bone chilling that there are Americans that still feel like this. Seriously, it's like 1865 and 1939 all over again. So it looks like Ramos is focusing on the rise of hate in America. He goes into the heart of the Ku Klux Klan, the alt-right movement, white supremacist groups, and explores the effect Donald Trump has left on this country in the last year. Seems interesting. We're nearing the end, and as of late, I've liked asking people what they're watching, what they're seeing, what they're reading. Uh, here's Robin, he's a super in my building, and I asked him a few questions about this, and here's what he had to say. What's your favorite late night show? Saturday Night Live. What is your favorite app? Pinterest, probably. Movie that changed your life? The Pursuit of Happiness. And an album you'd recommend to everyone? JC Unplug. And before I wrap up the show, just wanted to thank all the new international listeners from Germany and the UK for finding our show and tuning in. I don't know how you did it, but thank you, and thank you very much again. Uh, glad you're enjoying the show. I also hope everyone else enjoyed it, too. We're now on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher for you Android users. Please subscribe, rate it, and leave a review. You know the drill. By the way, if you'd like a shout-out, send me a tweet at JackRicoOfficial. That's at JackRicoOfficial. With why you like the podcast, and I'll try to get in as many shout-outs as I can. Talk to you next week on another episode of Highly Relevant. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.